this is not our concept. This is this, you know, we've got to let our view, you got to let your listeners know that this is fact. This is in the, the science journals recognized this year as, right. as maybe <laughs> the greatest year for the sci-fi fantasy genre. Well, pops up a beer or a cold libation. Let me tell you how I wrote this little thing. I went and took a call from brother Jason and he tells me that he has a little dream. He says he needs a backwards intro to begin his podcast and I ask him what you got. He said I'll start off with some talking and some movie clips of popcorn fighting fantasy explorations and some groundness exploitation. Kickstarts that I'm watching and some blind unboxings, full month horror movie marathon. Sometimes I'll let the box come on, contest and of course you know it's all about games. I said slow down, let's just start with the name. It's the Nerds RPG. With the other Jason. Welcome back, everybody. I'm Jason, Nerds RPG Variety Cast. Today, I have a co-host. I have MW from the Worlds of MW Lewis podcast. How are you doing this morning? Uh, I'm doing great, Jason. Uh, I'm really honored uh, to be on your show finally, and uh, I even woke up early to to, to be here. I, I appreciate that you got up at the the crack of mid morning here. It's I, 10 a.m. So, so MW, I, th- I think, is finishing up a nice bowl of cereal mm. and has a coffee. I, I To cover my other listeners in other parts of the world, I have some whiskey here that I'm drinking. I unfortunately need to run the liquor store. So what I have here is Patty's Old Irish Whiskey, which is kind of bottom of the barrel. But, I mean, the bottle still has a cork, so it's not like a screw bottle of whiskey. Well, that's Free really, coffee. that's good. That's nice. <laughs> that's nice. That cork makes all the difference. That's right. That's right. You know, Jason, I did wake up uh, uh, early for this. I, I usually sleep late on Sundays. I had to get up at nine and I started to make my breakfast and realized I was out of cream and I can't drink my coffee. I was even out of my artificial creamer, oh. which I'd been subsiding on for the whole last week when I ran out of my real cream. So I even had to run to the store before 10 a.m. to make it for this podcast. So you should feel you, you can tell I'm telling you this, let you know how excited I was about this. I could have just canceled. <laughs> well, and I appreciate that you didn't, but this is an important topic. People need this is an important podcast for people because we're going to talk about what may be question mark the greatest year in the history of cinema. We it, it, at least probably the amount of wonderful films in this year, and we're going to talk about some. Of them. We're talking about 1982, 40 years ago, and this came up because you are you. I don't want to disclose where you live because. We don't want people to find the boat in your backyard that has all your D&D stuff under it. Or but, worse, to send an assassin to kill me. That, 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 that's that's even more likely. <laughs> yeah. But but well, but you're close enough to be able to go to the AFI there in Silver Spring, Maryland, and see a ton of wonderful films. I, I'm blessed. I, I realized in communicating with you about a month ago about some of the shows coming up, and, and it just struck me. You're like, well, that's really far away from me. And I'm thinking, wow, I, I literally could walk to that theater. See, and that's amazing. And they, yeah. of course, they've been doing a lot of re-releases. I am going to, about the only re-release I'm seeing from 82, I did get tickets to see the 40th anniversary of Poltergeist. So I am going to go see uh, that. Fantastic. And, and Poltergeist, we're, we're going to bounce around a little bit, folks, on different movies. We're obviously, because, of the you know, we're talking kind of nerd stuff. We're going to talk about science and fantasy and those kind of movies, but we're going to cover all of 1982 movies to some degree. But since I mentioned Poltergeist, why don't we get that out of the way? We have a Steven Spielberg movie 
your your kind of horror movie. He has this typical mix of comedy intermixing with the horror elements. And there are some jump out of your seat, scary moments in that movie. You know, know, I'm glad you mentioned that movie, Jason, because I that's one you have to see in the movie theater, first of all. Yeah, you could watch it on Mm -hmm. cable or video, whatever. But if you you know, when I went and saw the thing, which we'll talk about later, I'm sure I realized now I know why I don't really watch that movie a lot when it's on TV. It does. It's not it's not the same movie on the small screen and Poltergeist isn't either. And another thing I appreciate about Poltergeist horror movies in the 70s started to take a turn towards the adult audience and i believe i could be wrong but in my recollection at least poltergeist was one of those movies that came out that returned it to the pg audience i believe it's a pg movie where your mom could take you and not worry about seeing boobs flashed on the screen and it was just good old fun and you just liked being scared and the little girl sitting in front of the television like that, you know, scared the crap out of me. I was only 11 when that movie came out. And I was terrified of my television for a good couple months after seeing it. So, right. Well, yeah, that you have, the, of course, that clown with, with the with the arms. That oh, yeah. And, yeah. There's a lot of things in there that, that are pretty scary. It's it, it's but it's very well done. So, yeah, Poltergeist. Seven. Now, you mentioned the thing. And I think one of the reasons the thing works so well, let's talk about the thing for a minute, because I think when we bring up a movie, you might as well just knock okay. it out oh well, i'm but, sorry then i don't know oh, it's fine it's 100 yeah. fine the, i so 1982 we're still so, we, cgi is doesn't exist yet we're talking practical effects and the practical effects and the things still stand up there in 2011 they did a not a remake but they did a prequel to the thing and in that movie they mix cgi and practical effects and it's obvious that you have cgi stuff in there and the the effects of the original still stand out it, it's such a great yeah. movie and it's such so tightly plotted, you know. It, it's I, I such heard a you mention this on your Cthulhu episode, and uh, you. By the way, the thing was the most mentioned movie mm-hmm. of nineteen eighty. It was only mentioned three times, that, and that just shows the variety of movies mentioned on that contest. It was a great contest, but the thing was mentioned three times, and you mentioned that, and I was listening to you mentioning that, and I agreed. I was nodding vigorously. I think those practical effects. Uh, stand out and when you go back if if you ever get a chance to see it on the big screen i was scared all right i'm in the movie theater not a lot of people go to afi by the way to see movies there were maybe four people in the theater five oh yeah uh and um i walked out of that movie maybe midnight and i had the same feeling i had when i saw the lord of the rings at a really great movie theater in dc uh, when it was came out, I saw it around Christmas time and I, I went alone and I came out alone and I was looking for the rider. I'm like, wow, I'm like a nervous, mm-hmm. you know, and that's how. But that was CGI, whereas the thing wasn't. And I still walked out of that theater thinking, wow, I, I feel a little creeped out. You know, I wasn't really I'm an adult now. I'm not that I'm not scared, literally. But okay. I was it felt creepy. You know, that movie is powerful. It, it And on multiple levels. So it has jump scares in it. Right. And and I don't know. I guess we can probably. I guess we'll put a disclaimer up. We're we're gonna lightly spoil these movies. We won't. I I don't know. We'll see. There, be aware of spoilers for all the yeah. movies we're gonna talk about. Okay. You know, Jason. It's probably safe to assume though. Most of your listeners that we have to assume they've seen these movies. We're talking about movies that came yeah. out forty years ago. Right. Yeah. So you would hope they've seen. But there are things like where they're they're checking every you know with the with the petri dishes or or you're doing the. That where the where the chest opens up when they're for the autopsy, right? Or yeah. they, no, they're doing CPR, weren't they? And and the chest opens up. And I mean, just there are things that just yeah, they're they're great. 
It's a great movie. And like Paul, well, now, now the thing was for an adult audience, yeah. probably because of the blood, there were no boobs mm-hmm. or anything, which is great. In fact, uh, there was no female role in the movie, which that's true. I yeah. mean, by modern standards, that's really bad. Mm-hmm. But I personally, I had no problem with that. <laughs> well, it, it made sense considering the setting and everything yeah, else. So, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but hey, you know what? Uh, the great thing about the thing, though. It has one of the longest sequences in movie history of a German shepherd running. And I love German shepherds. So that alone, oh, that alone makes that one of my all-time favorite movies because I had a German shepherd growing up. And mm-hmm. that opening sequence of that dog running across the snow. And let's face it, that actor, that dog, uh, it was having fun. That dog oh, yeah. enjoyed that scene more than anyone else in that movie. So since you brought that up, I'm going to hit a couple folks. We're going to talk about good and bad movies here. We're, we're going to talk about movies. There were a couple dog movies in 1982 that most people probably have not seen. So I'm just going to mention them here really quickly. We'll move on. But 1982 actually opened up. These were both in January. And these are dog movies you probably never heard of. They're horror movies. We have, and, and I'm going to just read you the quick snippet of them. We have Dogs from Hell, a pack of Rottweilers. <laughs> Bred and trained by the U.S. military to kill humans, escape, and oh, ravage a peaceful mountain resort, right? So we have that. And we also have a little more on the horror side, well, a little more on the supernatural side, Mongrel. In Mongrel, and I love this write-up. I don't know who wrote the summary up. At a boarding house, a vicious dog gets loose from its chain and chews up a tenant's ass that was teasing <laughs> it with, with, with a piece of raw I hate, meat. I hate when the, my tenant's asses get chewed up. <laughs> That's right. Um, but the dog is shot to death. Another tenant, very highly strung book editor, is picked on a lot. Anyway, the dog comes back from, from the dead and is killing more people. And, wow. Um, yeah. So so both those are, are interesting movies. Well, of course, we'll mention that all the movies we're mentioning will be in the show notes. But those were two horror movies I noticed that had dogs in them that year. So I wanted to mention those. One other mo- last movie that we're going to throw it back to MW. But another movie with dogs this year that maybe not a lot of people have seen. You can find it, though, on streaming services is a movie called Plague Dogs. And it's an uh, animated movie. And, and it sounds funny, but actually it was a serious movie designed to bring uh, up issues like vivisection and a- experimentation on animals, which... You know, there you can look at different things or, you know, but there's some experimentation and some medical things where you need to do it on animals to test for humans. And then there are some things like cosmetics and things that you could argue. Do you really need to test don't even get me started on, on cosmetics right. is it with all the plastics? It's the, it's the worst right. industry on Earth. Yeah. But but this movie is an animated movie, but it's but it's made more for adults. And it's about these two dogs that escape from a science facility and they're being chased down and. And Chase, so that's also 82 movie. I'm like, glad you mentioned all three of those movies because honestly, I, I did do not know those movies. Again, I was only a <laughs> that year, and I don't think you were that old, even maybe. Are you I, younger than me? Um, um I am <laughs> yeah, you're a little younger than me. Yeah. So uh yeah, but you you definitely dig deep into the mm-hmm. that genre, uh, especially the horror genre, yeah. and you know a lot more. So but I, I would mention now I know you want to kind of go by month, but I'm gonna jump ahead. Oh, we can do however, however it doesn't All matter. right. Let, well, just because it relates to dogs. 
There was another great movie released that year, a kind of a horror movie, uh, Cat People. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did not see that in the theater, but I saw it on cable. And that, that's another uh, animal oriented movie that was put out that year that I liked and I happened to see. Now, I didn't see those other three movies you just mentioned, right. but now I will. No, Cat People is. Yeah, that's a great movie. Um, now, that's a, a, a remake, an update of, of an older movie. But of course, this one now has the, you, you know, the the boobs and nudity that we yeah, talked about earlier. Yeah. And I saw it on cable, you yeah. know, after midnight mm-hmm. one night, you know, when mom and right. dad are in bed, you know, Cinemax maybe. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah Cinemax yeah. or Skinemax or Skinemax. Yeah. So that's why I probably watched it more for the boobs mm-hmm. than the cats, yeah. but it really, it was a good movie. I actually enjoyed that. Cat yeah. people quite a bit. Good movie. The, the other streaming service, and we're going to go, th- this is something you, you might remember. What was the other one in our, was it Prism? Or mm-hmm. something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that that might have been just mm-hmm. the northeast. Because we we both grew up not too far from from Philly, right? That, and and actually, since I mentioned that, let me oh, the Flyers were on Prism. I w- uh, we yeah, had to get yeah, Prism right. so I could yeah. watch the Philadelphia mm-hmm. Flyers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Let Let me mention a, a Philadelphia movie that came out that year. This movie, in, unless you, I, I'm sorry, I'm taking it back from you. Is that okay for me? Throw no, throw absolutely. It's your show. Okay. Your show. Have you seen a movie? And this stars Tom Skerritt. We, we all remember Tom Skerritt, if nothing else from, well, actually, interesting enough, this has Tom Skerritt and Yafat Koto both in it. And of course, both of Tom Skerritt and Yafat Koto are in um, Alien. But right. th- this is not that. This is a movie called Fighting Back. And the synopsis of this is an Italian deli owner forms a vigilante group to rid his Philadelphia neighborhood of street punks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I know that movie. Yeah. You know, that's mm-hmm. a true story. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, but things like that happened for real. Oh, yeah. 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 That was a good movie. Yes. Mm-hmm. I know that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Good one from Philly and a uh, good prism reference, by the way. Mm-hmm. Love it. Yeah. Okay. I, and I, I, I know you had looked up some lists of, of movies online. Well, I did. I did. Because, uh, yeah. you know, when I the whole origin of this show started when I told you Robocop was going to be at the AFI and then you said you couldn't make it. And then mm-hmm. I went I actually ended up watching some other movie. But while I was there, I saw the flyer and I realized they were doing all these great 1982 movies. And I let you know and I was going to go see the thing. And I almost went to watch Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Mm-hmm. You said we should do a show. Right. And in that discussion. I said, I think I saw more movies in 1982 than any other year. Well, you know, Jason, I do work in the sciences for real. So I ended up testing that hypothesis. <laughs> so starting in 1982, I, I took the IMDb list's top 100 movies. I didn't go beyond the top 100. And I figured out that I saw nine movies uh, in 1982 in the movie theater, but it is not the most I've ever seen. In subsequent years, the, the, uh, it looks like uh, it looks like the most movies I ever saw in one year came in uh, after I was driving and, and starting mm-hmm. to date, which makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like it was 1980. I think it. Oh, it was 1988. I saw 20 movies in the movie theater that year. Wow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but 82 for only being 11. Uh, and, and I saw almost every movie in like the top 20, uh, 20 or so on IMDb's list, either mm-hmm. in the theater or contemporaneously on cable or video. Right. Uh, not later, not, not like years later, but I saw it within a year of the movie coming out. It, it was it's an impressive. So let's continue. 1982 is an impressive because a lot of the movies I saw in 88, I was just going out on dates with people mm-hmm. or going with friends 
So I might have seen movies I really didn't want to see. Well, well, I guess let's go down that list, right? So let's talk about the off Wikipedia. I've got a list of the top top 10 movies released in 82. All right, let's do it. So so let's just knock those out real quick. We've got E.T. the Extraterrestrial. Oh, right. Amazing movie. Dungeons and Dragons related, right? Yeah, it's a fantastic movie. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't think I enjoy it that much now. But back right. then, I think I even had a few. Uh, I think I got something in my eye at the end of the movie and had a, needed a, to wipe the back of my hand. <laughs> well, one amazing thing with E.T. And, and you notice it as an adult. I never noticed this as a kid. Watch it next time you watch it or if you skim through it. The camera angles or the adults are all taken from a kid's point of view. They're shot up oh, and, and it's set. So the whole movie is shot kind of from Elliot, you know, in the kids' points of view. And so, he's and he's you know, he's short, too. Right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, yeah, it's set up. It's shot. It's a kid's story and it's shot that way. That's great. Really cool. Very good. Yeah. yeah and, really and, you know, I saw that movie in the theater mm-hmm. with my mom, yeah. my sister and my neighbor, Dave Mumford, which was he was four years older than me. We really didn't hang out a lot. So that was kind of special that he went with us. Yeah, that, that's definitely one I saw in theater as well. Um, next we have Tootsie, which I mean, Tootsie's a good movie. It does not really as fit in the, what we talk about on the show a lot, No, but, but you know, it's fine. Uh, officer and the gentleman, officer and the gentleman, which again, isn't normally the kind of material we talk about on the show. It, it's a good movie. Now, officer and yeah. gentleman does have David Keith in it. it. That might be his most famous role. He was mentioned in that, in the horror show, love crafting show for white of the eye, which is a more of a serial killer movie, some supernatural stuff. And I know David Keith mainly from Firestarter as the father. But right, right. But but those aren't 82 movies. So no. So we'll, we'll and both those that. movies are ones on my spreadsheet I characterized as seeing later. Like mm-hmm. so I definitely saw those movies, but not in definitely not in the theater and not contemporaneously with their release, right. you know, within a year or two. I, I saw them later. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this next one we saw in the theater. This is Rocky Three. My oh, favorite yeah. of the Rockies, actually. Um, oh yeah yeah rocky three with with opens up playing hulk hogan and and then he and then he fights mr t and you know not really related to the sci-fi fantasy genre Mm -hmm. but it is a fantasy story rocky's sports movie and i had my long segment on sports that i did Mm -hmm. for my podcast i i place rocky in the fantasy subgenre of sports movies it's an underdog movie it's a fantasy movie and of course, it's a sports movie overall. Great movie. Saw it yeah. with a friend, two friends, actually, at a, at a mall. Yeah. 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 Wonderful movie. This next one, I did not see in the theaters, but this is a favorite. So w- one thing that we share is we're both members of the Grog Nation from Grog Talk, oh, the Grog yeah. Talk podcast. This next movie is a favorite of the Grog Talk podcast, Porky's. Oh, <laughs> love it. Yeah. Porky's is number five top grocer in. 1982. And uh, Porky's uh, is one of those movies I saw on cable within mm-hmm. a year of its release. I was naughty. Yeah, I, I definitely saw it in theater as well. Um, you saw it in the theater? Not the, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I saw it on cable. I, I misspoke. I misspoke. I was going to say, wow, you're oh, No, no, no. <laughs> now, now, this next one I did see in the theater, though. Uh, Star Trek II, The Wrath of Khan. Oh, yeah. I saw that with my mom. See, my mom loved to go to movies. That's mm-hmm. why I saw a lot of movies. And uh, 
And um, one of the years that I actually surpassed 82, it turned out there were a lot of movies my dad liked. So he would take me to a bunch of movies and they were married. My parents weren't divorced, but they had different tastes. So my dad would take me to see like the Bond movies and the Westerns. And my mom would take me to like Star Treks and and horror movies. My mom loved horror movies. Star Trek 2 is great. Another fun one in the theater. Yeah. I think today a, a modern person watching that movie today on TV would be like, eh. Not that great. I, I bet you take them to a theater, they would enjoy it more. I, I think so. I think so. Now, do you r- real quick sidebar? Do do you do you ascribe to the theory? I don't know how big of a truck you are. Do you ascribe to the theory that the even numbers the this even number Star Trek movies are good and the odd ones are bad? Are you well? With that? Um, I'm not much of a Trekkie, so I, I'm mm-hmm. going to defer on that because okay. I think I stopped seeing them after three. I went to see three. And then I, I'm not, I don't know. I, you know, yeah, I'm not a Trekkie. Uh, it no, sounds like a fine. good theory, though. Yeah. I, I subscribe to, to most theories. <laughs> There's always a kernel of truth in there, right? There must be some truth. Right. And if you believe it, do you believe it? I, I think it falls apart at some point. I think with the earlier movies, it probably is true. But it, but I think it does fall apart at some point. Well, I will tell you what. There is a strange parallel, though, between the Star Trek franchise and the Star Wars franchise. Mm-hmm. I do think number two is the best of all of them, including the moderns. And obviously, Empire Strikes Back is the best of the Star Wars movies, all of them. So mm-hmm. something I, about I, lucky number two. I, I agree. I, Empire Strikes Back was definitely has always been my favorite Star Wars movie. And, oh, it's the and, best. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I saw all those. in. The, well, I, I, I've seen... All, no, I have seen them all in the theater. Actually, I've seen them all but, in the theater too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and and that was the, and including when they were re, every time they were re released, I we would go see. You, you see trying to go well. see them? Yeah, me yeah, too. Definitely. Me too. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So the next one again, it kind of fits in my show, not in your show as much. Is Forty Eight Hours? Oh, so, I love it. Yeah, great movie, great buddy cop movie. Uh, I mean, you know, buddy cop loosely, yeah. right? But yep. but it's great great movie definitely. Well, they are buddies. No, they are yeah. buddies oh, by yeah, the yeah. end. Yeah, yeah, by the end, right? They yeah. even did the sequel. That's right. Yeah, another forty eight <laughs> hours. <laughs> uh, n- number eight is Poltergeist. We've covered that. Oh, excellent. Uh, yep. Number nine is Best Little Whorehouse in Texas, which I'm surprised that made that much money. It's not a great film. Interesting film, but not a great film. Yeah. Dolly Parton, Burt Reynolds. Yeah, um, good one. Yeah, I saw it, that later on, mm-hmm. on cable. Mm-hmm. Yep. And ten is Annie, which was a good adaptation of Annie. But, That's one I saw in the theater. Family trip to the movies. Yeah, good one. Yeah, yeah. So those are the top grossing in the U.S., right? Yes. Th- those are the top grossing. We're very U.S. centric, so you should apologize yeah. to your listeners around I, the world. I should. If, well, if we look at the the outside North America top grossing, the only things that there are a couple things that show up that aren't on there, like God, the Gods Must Be Crazy, is still number one in Japan after, and that was like a 1980 movie. You know, I don't care about the rest of the world. Okay, well, there we go. So we're going to skip all that, and we're going to talk about so. So we're talking about the eighties. We yeah. did you care about 82. the rest of the world in nineteen eighty two? No, not particularly. No, I, I didn't start thinking yeah. about the rest of the world till nineteen ninety three. Well, although as we cover here, there were some really great movies that were from other countries that I didn't see at the time. But but did appreciate later. So I don't know if you're, and I guess I'll knock them out real quickly. I don't know if you're into martial art, martial arts movies. Yes, I like martial arts movies. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so if we talk about martial arts movies now, we have some good ones that came out that year. We we have Five Elements Ninja, which is a good one. We have actually Chuck Norris. So Chuck Norris movies. We have two Chuck Norris movies. We have Forced Vengeance, which is the one where he's in Hong Kong and yeah, you know where he's the enforce the casino and the family gets killed and. 
so Force Vengeance might be my one of my favorite Chuck Norris movies. Actually, I, I really That's like that movie. era. Yeah. That made it on on my spreadsheet. I wrote the top 50. I typed in the top 50 mm-hmm. movies, whether I saw them in the theater or not. And then in, I uh, out of the top 100, I only put movies I saw in the theater or right away. And uh, Force Vengeance was in the, the second 50 in that. So I, I didn't put that on my list, though, because I saw it later on cable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The, the, the other one. It isn't as good a movie by any means. It's Silent Rage, where it's kind of Chuck Norris fights a Michael Myers type character. Right. right. <laughs> that, the, the less we say about that, probably. The I think I saw all the <laughs> Chuck Norris's movies on cable and, and yeah. later, like kind of I didn't mm-hmm. like martial arts movies in 1982. I can tell right. you that I didn't watch yeah. them in 82 or 83. I probably more like in high school. I started watching those kinds of movies. Right. Well, but fantasy movies. Now, some of these I definitely saw in the theater. Like, right, let's get let's hit them. Let's hit these so, fantasy movies because so, this is the best year. We're positing that this is the best year for fantasy sci-fi. Right, and, and in no particular order here, but Conan has to be mentioned first, right? Oh yeah. And Conan the Barbarian, Arnold Schwarzenegger. This is your prototypical sword and sorcery movie. Arguably the best of the sword and sorcery movies. I, I have to agree with you. After rewatching it yesterday, I just left you a message for your mm-hmm. show yesterday because inspired by your whole episode on Conan, and you know it's a movie I didn't see much. I saw it in '82, not in the theater, but probably on video right after it came out. Uh, my friend Rob, his mom would get videos somehow, and we we would go there. I watched it there. And I don't remember really watching it too much more. And I thought Mm -hmm. about it last night, Jason. Why did I not watch Conan like for a second, third, fourth time and love it like other fantasy movies? And I realized why Uh, there was Schwarzenegger fatigue by the end of the 80s. And I looked down my list of movies that I actually saw in the theater throughout the 80s. And I saw almost every movie Schwarzenegger Mm -hmm. made after Conan in the theater and near the end, it, well, he wasn't so great, right? So right. I think there was fatigue. So here I am with fresh eyes, 40 years later, watching Conan yesterday afternoon in my house alone. And uh, I agree. it It's great. It is a great movie. Uh, yeah, the, I really the, knew I liked it when it, I watched it back then. And now I, I'm glad I watched it again. Yeah. Oh, really yeah. Good. John Milnes just knocked it out with a, out of the park with a script. He did a wonderful job. Of course, I'll, I'll do a minor side to catch another movie here. We'll we'll come right back. Well, I'll just one a, more thing on Conan. Okay, okay then go Arnold, ahead. Yeah, Arnold yeah. knocked it out of the park. I read some yeah. articles since watching it last night. Uh, some people think it's his best movie. I, I actually do think mm. it's his best movie. His swordsmanship was really good. And according mm. to the literature, very highly regarded. Like people think the the sword fighting in that movie is very quick. None of the none of the sword battles take more than one or two rounds to put it in AD and D parlance, right? Uh, and that's realistic, and it was excellent. So anyway, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh no, no, it, yeah. no, it is great. Well, well, no, let's finish Conan because I, I was going to segue and come right back to him, but let's let's finish Conan out. C- Conan, I mean, it's yeah, you have to see it. You know, it's great. Is yeah. it exactly from the from the stories of Robert E. Howard? No. You, you have to accept yeah. it's 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 a, a movie. But isn't it kind of a mashup of several mm-hmm. like Hull and yeah. Conan? And yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah. It, it definitely is. But but it, it's just I mean, it's just iconic. And it is really the movie that launched the sword and sorcery boom. The Italians cashed in on it. Roger Corman cashed in on it. Yeah. And in fact, that same year, 
we we have sorceress and we have the well we have the, the sword and the sorcerer or the well we have yeah. sword in uh the sword and the sorcerer with the with uh, tri-blade right with uh, yeah the sword. Tri- yep. you have the dark mm-hmm. crystal you have yep. uh secret of nim we have right. uh i don't know i got a whole bunch on this oh well list. we've got so we've got um well actually let, let me hold you there master but yeah we're gonna go through yeah. them let's go through yeah them. we're gonna yeah. go through them yeah but really quickly i mentioned john milnes because he, yeah. he he wrote conan so i'm going to use that as a jumping point to mention another movie that we'd skip otherwise but deserves not to be skipped and this is a movie there's an italian movie called the last shark why am i talking about an italian movie that's a jaws ripoff because john milnes did the great indianapolis speech in jaws so that's our connection here. Uh, 1982 is the last shark. It's a Italian Jaws knockoff, but it but it's pretty great. We're not going to talk about it any more than that, but just saying it, it's worth worth the time checking out if you want to see another it. one. I'm going to have to check it out because I did not off. see that. Yeah, yeah excellent. I, I, I'm a big connoisseur of the Italian films, and, and and I'll hit a couple of them before we hit the end. There, there's there's Jallo, there's horror movies, there's some great Italian stuff. But right now. We're talking fantasy. So before we get back to the Italian stuff, you mentioned the Beastmaster. Yeah. The Beastmaster is the other really heavy hitter from this year. Yes. As far as fantasy goes, right? It is. Yes. Based on a series of novels by um, Andre Norton, and which are differ quite a bit from the from the movie. It had a sequel later on where he comes to modern day. Right. I don't know if you remember that. But yes yes not so good not, not so, so good. good but yeah. th- but this movie the original beastmaster you know mark singer's in there I yes think this might be the first time i really remember of course the other thing i remember mark singer for from is v right he's the hero yeah. in v but it, it's got rip torn as the bad guy and they i don't know if you notice they put like extend his nose to make it more like a hawk nose <laughs> yeah yeah i do yeah yeah it's um <laughs> John Amos is in there, you know, from from good times. John Amos from Good Times, he's in there, right? It's um, just a great, great movie. Well, on Um, the IMDb list of top mm -hmm. fifty, where it's real, it's really top movies. So it goes on, it goes past hundred even. It it has Conan as number eight, and Mm -hmm. uh, Beastmaster for this year, just nineteen eighty-two. As Beastmaster is eighteen, so that's uh, just after uh, the World According to Garp. So that. That's two, and then Star Trek Two is in there too at thirteen. So sci-fi, fantasy, and then the horror, which is also part of sci-fi. Poltergeist is number seven. The Thing is number six. E.T. is mm-hmm. number five. Blade Runners. Um, oh shoot, I have my numbers wrong. I have to subtract two. Conan is actually seven. E.T.'s four. Okay. Because uh, the way the spreadsheet set up, my top two lines are headers. So uh, anyway, Blade Runner is actually number two. So well, they yeah. dominate the mm-hmm. genre. Polter. So I'll just read the list real quickly. Yeah, go ahead. Beast go Two, it. Blade Runner, Fast Times at Ridgemont High, E.T., The Thing, Poltergeist, Conan, Rocky Three. Uh, I think it's Rambo: First Blood, Annie, mm-hmm. Gandhi, Star Trek Two, Tron, Creep Show, Tootsie, Garp, Beastmaster. The sci-fi fantasy dominates the top. Uh, the top uh, sixteen. Right. Or, yeah. Top seventeen. Yeah. Yeah, so a couple of those, you may, just really quickly, we, we won't go into it, but Rambo, you know, First Blood, because it, it, it was just First Blood when it came out, right? It, great movie, launched your whole Rambo series of movies, yeah. but that first one is pretty grounded and pretty realistic. Or, it's you know, it, it's much more grounded and gritty than some of your late, not the second one where he goes to back to Vietnam, right? That one's Well, kinda, what I would say, it's actually a good movie. The yeah, others yeah. are good fun. Yeah. And as a teenager, any, any, 
any red-blooded American boy in high mm-hmm. school and anywhere else in the world loves the other ones, but they're not good movies. Right. First Blood's a good movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So, but let's talk, you mentioned Blade Runner. Let's talk about Blade Runner for a minute because Blade yeah. Runner's back in the, of course, it's dominated the idea of cyberpunk and and it, and people try to replicate it role-playing games since it came out. And now there's even a Blade Runner role-playing game, an official game out there. Yeah. But and as this, you know, I, I went uh, uh, two or three weeks ago and saw it at AFI. So, right. Yeah. yeah. How was it? How, so which what which version did they show? It was the final version without okay. the narration. Yes. Yeah. yeah see, and, and originally, of course, they added that narration from Harrison Ford in 82 when it came out. Yeah. had the narration in there. Um, but Blade Runner, yeah, Rucker Hauer is, is amazing in there. That's uh, one of the movies that catapulted him to stardom, right? He had been uh, in other movies before, like uh, like was it Nighthawks or Streethawks or Sylvester Sloan and um yeah you know but but this was really where American audiences recognized Rucker Howard. Right? Yes, and he got to run around shirtless most of the time, yeah. and mm-hmm. uh he, he and he and he kills the the maker, the head of the mm-hmm. corporation. It's just a it's a horrifying yet in a way there's something um very philosophical about that scene right it's very nietzschean in a way right uh that moment for him god his god was dead uh it's a beautiful movie actually it's great it's a better book the book is totally different do androids dream of electric sheep i don't know if you read it yeah i have it's a totally Mm -hmm. different story people need to understand it's not the same story by any means it's that book questions the whole nature of what reality is the movie takes it in a different does do that does question that questions what it means to be human and all Mm -hmm. uh but the book really gets into what is what is even real um emotions aren't even real in the book right they use machines to affect emotions in in people but anyway love it and the one thing about howard i want to say at the end that his monologue at the end is mm-hmm. it, that does come. Some of that dialogue comes out of the book and it's beautiful. I love it. Right. It, yeah, it is. It just, I mean, you can't say enough good things about Blade Run, which is funny because you watch it and you know, it's slow paced. It takes its time, but it works. And like I say, it's set, you know, William Gibson, obviously with Neuromancer and all you know, your whole cyberpunk genre books, but Blade Runner really, as far as what we think of cyberpunk in our heads visually, that set this that set the standard oh you know i never really knew that but that makes a lot i'm not a lot into the okay. cyberpunk mm-hmm. realm but i i see that now that you say it and that it is the, the settings the sets really great um and, and you notice they even do uh yeah uh, the ridley scott even does some call outs in the movie to other movies he even names mm-hmm. one of the buildings bradbury which is good touch right. so yeah yep definitely and 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 we'll mention just really quickly you know there's there, there's light touches they've done through other movies. So you have, you you have, you know, if you want to, you can string together Blade Runner with, with Aliens, with Soldier, with Kurt Russell, of course, much, much later. But, but you know, these movies, you can, you can kind of touch them together canonically, right? right in different yeah. ways, which is interesting. That's but, true. Yeah. But, but that's beyond the, the scope of, of today's show. Right, but, yeah, but a real but, quick shout out to Harrison Ford. He, uh, oh, Rucker yeah. Hauer was probably better in the movie than mm-hmm. Harrison Ford, but Harrison Ford was very good in that movie. I think he was excellent. Right. So let's use that to jump to a fantasy movie where the acting wasn't very good. Mazes and 
and Monsters with Tom Hanks. Now, there's oh, a TV yeah. movie. It doesn't really count, but it should be mentioned because role-playing games. And, yes. And we, you know, we cover role-playing games. Well, it's about Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if we can really say anything good about this movie. It's a hit piece on Dungeons and Dragons, kind of. It um, was. Yeah. It was. Yeah. I think when I saw it, I was too young to realize it was a hit piece. I thought it was just kind of cool that they're playing TNT for real. Um, and then much later I realized, oh, this movie's making Dungeons and Dragons look really bad. But uh, yeah, it was not very good. Even Tom Hanks was not good in the movie. He overacting, no. I yeah, think. Yeah, it was not, yeah, it was not good. It's it's interesting from a historical point of view, right? Yeah. The, um now, since we're talking about movies and games, let me talk about one other. Really quickly here, there's a horror movie. It's called Deadly Games. And oh, the, yeah. And the, and the reason I mentioned Deadly Games is because the the killer there has this monster-themed board game where, you know, he rolls the dice and then he kills a, a victim. So it's tied in with games as well. It, yes. It's really loosely, right? But, you know, it's a 1982 movie. And it's got games in it, so we'll mention that. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not a bad one. It's got a good Rotten Tomato score. Yeah. <laughs> so let's hit. So we're talking fantasy. So fantasy and horror go together, right? So we have now. This is one you may or may not have seen. I don't, I don't know how big of a of a fan you are of these kind of movies, but we we have Q the Winged Serpent. Are you familiar with this movie? No, I'm not familiar with that one. No, really. So no. Q is a movie that I I think is well worth your time to check out. Now you really dig deep on these. Wow. Oh no, Q is a great movie. So Q. It, I'm looking yeah, it up. I might know it. So it's a Larry Cohen movie, but we have David Carradine, we have Michael Moriarty, Candy Clark. Of course, we, we also have Richard Roundtree in there as another detective. It cues an amazing movie. You it so you have a this giant serpent effect. It's supposed to be cute. It's basically this dragon in New York flying around eating people. David Carradine's the lead cop trying to track this thing down. Um, it it it's it, it's a great movie. You know what? I think I did see this movie, so I'm looking it up. See, I remember on my I I only went to mm -hmm. the 100 on the list. Right. I don't think this made it onto the 100. Oh, yeah, I doubt it did. Yeah, <laughs> I doubt it. Did. But I did see this because I've seen a lot of David Carradine movies too. But <laughs> I, <laughs> I like him for some reason. Yeah, I did see this movie. Now I'm having trouble. This is probably I know this is one I saw at night sometime after mm -hmm. everyone went to bed and I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep a lot in, in my teens. And I saw this on on HBO probably overnight or Cinemax. And yes, good yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'll have a, to rewatch it. Yeah, it's a fun movie. You have not only that plot, you have this other plot with with these mur ritualistic, ritualistic murders happening in the city, and it, it, it's actually a really tight movie. Which is funny because the whole backstory, really quickly in this movie, is uh, Larry Cohen had wrote "I the Jury." which also came out this year, which is a Mike Hammer movie starring Amon DeSante. And, oh. and then Larry Cohen got cut out of that movie. And so he said, screw that. I'm in New York anyway. He calls up David Carradine. Hey, I'm going to call in a favor. He writes a script really quickly, pulls it together and films this movie <laughs> in New York. Cause he, he, he and, and, and it worked out really well. Um, I, the jury, not so good. Q actually is, is pretty great for what it is. Yeah. Um, yeah, you know, for, for, a, for a monster movie, it's a monster movie. It's a monster movie, yeah. and it was rated R though, so that's why I wouldn't right. have seen it in the theater then. Um, yeah, but, so, but, it's a, but yes, it's a fun it's, movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to hit a couple other New York movies just really quickly here because we're talking New York stuff, and and I like, and, and this lets me pull in some crazy stuff that I like to talk about, 
and and I think some of my listeners like to hear about. So other New York movies in here. We have these are Italian. 1990, The Bronx Warriors. I, this is a, a a mashup of The Warriors and <laughs> Escape from New York. And yeah. It's a crazy movie, well worth seeing. I, I won't go in deep into it, but you have to. It, it's well worth your time seeing it. Fred Williamson is in it. Um, great movie. Another Italian movie that's a great movie. This is a horror movie. This one you do not watch with your kids. The New York <laughs> Ripper, the Lucio Fulci movie. This is a great movie. Great. Did you talk about this movie on one of your? I, uh, oh, I have. Yeah, I yes. talked about the New York Ripper. New York Ripper is yeah. a, yeah, it's a pretty great movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, it's what it is. So, and and talk about great horror movies that I've talked about on my show before that came out this year. We have Pieces. Pieces is a Spanish American production. But Pieces is a, another really great, um, and it's nominally set in the U.S. too. I don't know if they ever filmed any in the U.S. or not, but it's Pieces is another great horror movie from that time. That's right. That's part of these Italian movies. You 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 said it before. You like those Italian movies. Oh, I, yeah, I do. Yeah. The um, but since we talked about the, the Italian ripoffs of things like you know, Mad Max and all these things, Mad Max Two, known to us as the Road Warrior. Although it came out in December in Australia, it came out in the U.S. in 1982. That's correct. It's on my list for 1982, actually. Yeah, and The Road Warrior is, you know, arguably the Mad Max film that really put it on the map, right? Oh, absolutely. No one knew Mad Max at all in the U.S. No, not the original, but The Road Warrior, you know, with... with, uh, was it Lord Humongous and the and all the stuff and oh, it was great. great That's in the movie I saw later on Mm -hmm. on a tape at, at my friends. And we loved it. And uh, and then the the third uh, version of that, uh, the third whatever yeah. episode of that series, mm-hmm. we saw in the theater. Right. Um, my Tina friend Turner Robin and I, and, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tina Turner. But The Road yeah. Warrior uh, is the best of, again, the number two. Lucky number two, Jason. A, a lot a of the, yeah, yeah, it is. It's interesting that the, the second or, or sometimes the third, you know, in case of some of these, like, like I think Rocky three and. But, You're right. Rocky three is the but, best of the. Of you, the yeah. Yeah. You mentioned number twos. There's another number two on this list. I guess we'll knock it. We'll mention right now because I'm thinking of it. Airplane two came out in 1992. Yes. Yes. Another one I saw at a friend's on tape. But that is uh, that's a cult classic by now, I would imagine. Correct. Oh, I'm, I'm sure it is. I mean, the airplane. Obviously, these are acquired taste you know, with all that caveats and, and whether they've aged well or not, we can <laughs> discuss, but airplane two, you know, is one of those movies at the time, you know, it was, was darn funny. It, it really was. Oh, it's so funny. And it was yeah. quotable the line, you know, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, even, even, uh, th- th- there were a lot of quotable movies that year, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, fast, uh, fast times at Ridgemont high was quotable. Um, with, uh, airplane we were always don't call me shirley right mm-hmm. that you right. said that all right. the time yep. dude where'd you get that jacket 1982 yep. had a lot of movies that were just a lot very quotable as well so yeah definitely um, how about this movie i'll bring up it. one mm-hmm. how about uh one of my favorite movies of that era which i saw later didn't see in the movie theater uh night shift with yes. um well who who was in that um, um batman yeah, Michael Keaton. Yeah, Michael this, Keaton. Yeah, yeah, this is not the com. This is not the Stephen King. This is a comedy movie. This folks. is a comedy yeah. movie where yeah. uh, they the whole premise, uh, and we'll get off this one quickly because it's mm-hmm. not in the genre. But the whole premise is they run a an escort service basically out of uh, a morgue. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah great. And movie. Henry. Hen- uh, wait, uh, who's in it? Uh, the Fonz is in it. 
Henry Winkler. Yeah, Henry Winkler's in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, another movie that 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 I like it from this year is a western, Barbarossa. Which oh yeah, Willie Nelson and Gary Busey. It's not again. It's not really the exact things we talk about, but you know, we'll, we'll throw it in there. Um, well, did you want to go down your list by month now? Since we kind of got off track, let's uh, maybe we um, ought to because it's uh, running long. We're going to start boring your your. Yeah, uh, we, we don't want to go soon. too long here I, Although because I there's a lot of we could pull out. Oh, how about Cannery Row? Another great. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of great movie. Movie. Yeah, 1982 is a good year for movies. It well, really that's is. right. And well, let's hit another role playing game related one. And yeah. I. I, I actually, I only lightly researched this, but I can't believe it's not related. In 1981, the first edition of Killer, the Game of Assassination, was published by Steve Jackson Games. I don't know if you remember this. No, no. So was Killer was a game that Steve Jackson put out, Steve Jackson Games, who do now do GURPS and all, all that, right? They And they were doing Car Wars and all. So Killer... And and I still have my old edition of this. It's got like, but Killer is a game where it gives you rules to live role play, and and rules use like dart guns and those ping pong ball guns and things like that to to act, go out and try to kill each other players. Right? Imagine it talks about you. So you're like you're sneaking around your college campus with water guns and dart guns and stuff, trying to shoot each other. Imagine doing that today. Right. But <laughs> yeah. But 1982, a, a movie came out called Tag: The Assassination Game. And this had Robert Carradine, Linda Hamilton in it. So I had some big names in it um, where basically that's what was happening. But somebody was, you know, killing people. But that's got to be it's got to be influenced by a killer. That game by Stephen Jackson. I, it probably was. I would like to know that. Maybe one of your listeners knows that would be great because I think you, you might. I think you're right on that. Yeah, How about uh, this be. one in the genre, the Blade Master? We didn't talk about mm. that. That I think that was mm-hmm. a foreign uh, flick, but it, it's a lot like Conan because it's a uh, a big muscle bound fighter with his East Asian sidekick. And I definitely saw that movie on cable. Um, the Beast, the Blade, the uh, the Blade Master. Yeah, a lot of masters yeah. that year. A lot of there, masters there were in um, the theater. <laughs> speaking of 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 things that aren't in the genre but are really famous movies worth seeing. Das Boot came out that year. Oh, yeah. That's yeah, fantastic. That, was that 82? That one yeah. came out in 82? I can't believe that's not on this IMDb list. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of good movies. That, that, well, Mad Max is, uh, or not Mad Max, Mel Gibson. The other movie he was famous for back in Australia was Attack Force Z. That, that's an 82 movie. Um, wow, that Das Boot didn't make it on my list. Yeah, isn't that crazy? The, I'll tell you another great movie in this does fit the genres and most people haven't seen this and i hesitate to mention this because this is a a role-playing mod it's a role-playing adventure waiting to be written because it 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 is but it's called raw force and you probably haven't seen this this is a movie that you can find it streaming i think or or final video but raw force is a crazy movie go go check out the trailer for it sometime it is just a mashup of everything a group of martial artists are on a cruise and they end up on Kung Fu Island where they raise zombies <laughs> up to fight them. And it's, it's great. Yeah. It, it, it's a great movie. Raw force. I highly recommend people check that out. I um, think uh, I hate to correct you. Though, but are you sure yeah, Dust Boot was 82? Well, according to the list I had, let's. Okay. Let's, yeah. Yeah. I, but you know, it's a minor. I, could be wrong. I think it was a 1981 oh, okay. movie. Yeah. Well, so maybe it was premiered in the u.s when, when did it premiere? you're right it might have premiered in the u.s in 82 yes that's probably true yeah that's why you're right yeah it's 81 in um 
in um what West was Germany. that? It's a, it's a German movie, right? Yeah, yeah, it's German. So maybe it was the U.S. Yeah, or, or my list might have been wrong. You, that's true. No, no, I think it did a premiere in the U.S. probably in '82. You probably are right. What what about Tron then? How what are your yeah? We haven't Tron? talked that's about a good Tron sci-fi. yet. We yeah. got to talk about Tron. There's a bunch we haven't talked about yet oh, in the genre like Creep yeah, Show, Tron. Yeah, we got a yeah. few. So what's yeah, your thoughts those, on Tron? Tron is is still. A great, I mean, those special effects just still stand, you know, they, they they still sing to you, right? The idea of getting sucked into the computer and then the bikes, you know, and, and oh, yeah, cut each other off and they're just amazing, amazing. And Jeff Bridges, yeah, yeah, great yeah, actor it, in it. Uh, and you know, I think they did the remake of Tron mm-hmm. or the sequel, I guess it was kind of right, a sequel. Yeah. This son, not good, I, I did not enjoy that one, but it, it did cause me to go back and watch Tron. And I really enjoyed Tron, the original. Good, good movie. And it tied yeah. into the video game culture, which mm-hmm. the arcade culture, which a lot of people don't understand this today. Millennials and post-millennials. The arcade culture was very strong in the late 70s and, and through oh, yeah. to the end of the 80s. Oh, definitely. Yeah. It's yeah, I mean, that was the thing. You would you'd go to you go to the mall because the mall culture was a thing. Yeah. You'd go to the mall and there'd be an arcade or two, you know, maybe in the mall, and you'd yeah. Well, I think growing up outside of Philadelphia, we'd go down to the the beach and mm-hmm. that was a big thing. You'd play all the new video games were got released in the summer and you play them at the right. beach. <laughs> yep. Yeah, maybe maybe that's what we should have done. 82 video games. Oh, well, that's another show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah and then hey, how about show. Creep Show? What did you think yeah, of that one? Creep Show. So Creep Show, you know, Stephen King and and the fir- the first one is, is great. Of course, the great thing with, with that is Stephen King, you know, he appears in there himself, right? He, yeah. he makes his yeah. little cameo. That's right. Right. But no, creep shows great. Um, sometimes I mix up, and and that's one I didn't revisit. Sometimes I mix. No, yeah, he's on that because he's in the um, or no, he's not. Is he in that one? I mix up creep show and creep show two. I, I mix the two up. Creep show two. I think which one is he? The farmer that's it's covered by the the alien moss. Is that? Oh, the, you're right. I might be getting the mixed up too. Creep show two came out a few years later. Yeah, I mean creep show is definitely eighty two. I, oh no! Yeah, this is it. The lonesome death of Jordy Grill, and that's yeah, in Creep Show, right? It's in Creep Show, yeah. yeah. So it, which yeah. is kind of like a Colorado Space kind of sort of story, right? And if people don't story. know the yeah. Creep Show. It's it's different. It's it's little shorts, right? Yeah, yeah. It's a yeah. little anthology, and it's actually directed by George Romero, who, of course, you know, the Living Dead. Or Night of Living Dead fame. That's yeah. right. That's right. And then Creep Show too. And then they uh, they did. Um, a couple years later, there was another little anthology movie. What was it called? Um, with uh, Dan Aykroyd was in it. What's that one called? Oh, um, you know what one I'm, and uh, Lithgow was in yeah, it on to... the plane with the gremlin. Uh, well, that, that was Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, and yeah. that's another little one mm-hmm. like Creep Show. So the the I love those kinds of movies. Actually, they don't they don't really make that those kinds yeah, of movies they, anymore. No, not I. I can't remember the last time I saw an anthology movie in theater. To be honest, no, too yeah. bad. So, so a couple other, like in that genre or kind of semi, well, fantasy, I guess. Swamp, Wes Craven, Swamp Thing came out. As Swamp a Thing. Character, yeah. yeah. Um, we, we have in the horror side, we have Halloween 3 came yes. out, which of course has Bad. the masks and the, the druids and Stonehenge. And, <laughs> I don't like that movie. <laughs> great, great movie. They went um, back to Michael Myers, which was smart. How about The Secret yeah. of Nim? Did you see yeah. that? Oh yeah, yeah. The secret name was the, that was had the mice in it, right? Yeah, and animated, and uh, and then yeah. of course the dark crystal, right? The dark crystal that scared me as a kid. I remember being scared of the um, 
I wasn't. Yeah, the Dark Crystal. That's the one with, that has the 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 little guy. I know they re- redid. They came. They out did with an Amazon series, which I yeah. watched because uh, I like the Dark Crystal. So I watched. Yeah. They had the birds. They right. like yeah, the yeah, old, the big the yeah. bird, and then the big beetles, the big like fire beetles were were right. the weapons. Yeah, so they re- they did a like kind of a see. It's kind of a prequel. Mm-hmm. The I recommend it. You I'll check it out. Yeah, watch the movie. And then mm-hmm. watch the Amazon series. It's, I okay. think, eight or nine or 10. And I it came out around 18, 2018, I think. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, I'll definitely check it out. Um, Last Unicorn also. Yes. <laughs> kind of a cartoon. I mean, you know, right. it's kind of silly little cartoon. But it, I, I think we saw that in the movie theater because my sister liked unicorns. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, there's nothing wrong with that. The, according to this list, The Snowman came out that year, too. Another animated movie. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Yep, I know that one. Um yeah. So oh, how about so, the Slumber Party Massacre? Yep. So, Slumber Party Massacre. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's more in my wheelhouse, I think. I so I skipped over some horror ones here. Well, I'll, I'll throw another Jallo out there. This, this is a Dario Argento. Um, Tenebrae is a, a pretty great movie, and Tenebrae is pretty accessible. Tenebrae is one I think the average audience can watch and get into. So I'd recommend that. Yeah, if, that's on my list here. Tenebrae. Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. If if yeah. you want to see just just craziness, though, when we talk crazy action movies, Megaforce is a 1982 movie. Oh, right. You remember right. Megaforce? With <laughs> That's us. I saw that movie. Oh, how about this one? This is one I actually my dad took me to see this movie. I bet you I bet you like this movie. Firefox with Clint Eastwood. Yes. Yeah, that's actually. Yeah, that's one of the ones I've got on my list here. Um, Firefox is. Yeah. With Clint Eastwood with, with where he goes to steal the plane. Yeah, yeah, the, the fire. That's a great. And they one. did kind of a, a rip off of it a couple years later. Mm-hmm. They did a movie that was very similar to it. Uh, uh, I forget it. Uh, I have it on my list here because, but it wasn't as good. The fire Firefox was better. Yeah, no, Firefox is a- excellent, excellent movie. Um, we have a <laughs> not a great movie, interesting movie, especially if you like synthetic scores. Forbidden World, which is Roger Corman movie, which is a rip off of Aliens, came out that year. Oh right! Forbidden World is is kind of a neat movie. Um, it, it does have some nudity in it, though. Um, this the day this episode is being released, folks. If you hear hear this the day it's being released on the twenty seventh of August, that's the anniversary of the next movie I'm going to mention, which is Time Rider: The Adventures of Lyle Swan, which of course stars Fred Ward, where he he's a motorcyclist, cross country motorcycle rider who goes back to the old west. I don't know wow. if you've seen that, but Time Rider, yeah, that's a pretty fun movie, a time travel movie. Um, that is, that sounds like a good one. Yeah, uh, other movies I've talked on my show before, uh, One Down, Two to Go, a black exploitation movie with just a large cast of the, you know, Fred Williamson, Jim Brown, Jim Kelly, Richard Roundtree. That's eighty two. So I guess one other movie I'll mention here really quickly. This is a movie that everybody's forgotten. People have seen the Nick Cage remake of Gone in 60 Seconds, but with Angela Jolie. But yes. the original Gone in 60 Seconds was done guy by yeah, made by a guy named H.B. Halleck. And H.B. Halleck, I think, or Hallecky, maybe it's Hallecky. Anyway, he did it all himself. He was like made he financed the film himself, got all the stunts. They did real stunts for the original one all on his own. And he then he came out with another movie that came out in '82. That is why it ties in, called The Junk Man. That also has tons of car action and tons of real car stunts in there. So if you right. want to see actual real car stunts done by real stuntmen, Gone in 60 Seconds, not the Nick Cage one, but the original Gone in 60 Seconds, 
and The Junk Man are two movies that have tons and tons of incredible car stunts and car crashes and all that kind of thing. So I, I do recommend both those movies. One I, I would like to mention is just because I like it's not in our genre mm-hmm. or RPG world at all, but I loved Richard Pryor movies and Toy yes. Story came out that year. Where yeah, the he toy. Was, uh, yeah. toy. And Richard Pryor was actually yeah. sold as a toy. Yeah. Good that, movie. <laughs> yeah, the toy is a yeah, a great movie, actually. Yeah, I saw that on the list too. Uh well, like you say, we we are I I don't want to keep people too too long. Well, it's, let me ask you, did you see this? Since you are the horror guy, uh, did you see uh Black Candles? That's on this. That's on this IMDb list. Uh, I think I saw this movie. Yeah, on on cable. Have to look. Okay. Young movie travels to England after the abrupt death of her brother. <laughs> Staying with her sister-in-law. I I know I saw this movie. Staying with her sister-in-law, she finds her companion oh, soon drawn oh. into a satanic cult based in the oh. house whose rights seem to yeah. center on a mm-hmm. large-scale sexual congress. Right. I mean, we need that in America. In, in, in my area of control in the Grog Empire, we need a, sexual, mm-hmm. a large-scale sexual congress. I, I'll host, even. There we go. Yeah, Black – no, I, I do remember. Yeah, Black Handles. The, yeah. So talking about – if we're going to get those kind of movies, not deeply in those kind of movies. So another horror movie that's recently been refound and, and, and re-released on Blu-ray and all from 82 is Butcher Baker Nightmare Maker. And oh it, wow! And and it's interesting. It's it's not great, great, but it's it's not bad. It's you know your slasher movie. But this aunt, ra- this aunt raises her a kid's parents die, and so aunt raises him, and then she gets really jealous of him, or really jealous of anybody else that shows him any attention. And, and, wow! And I'll leave it at that. But it, it's inter- that's an interesting movie, definitely. The other one I'll mention in in the kind of naughty themes and a movie we wouldn't get made today. Is 1982's Homework, which is a sex comedy movie, right? Yeah. Yes. But yes. Homework. <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll just read you this this real quick summary. Um, tells the story of Tommy, a young rock star who's also a virgin, as he tries to lose his Virginia local high school girls. A classmate's mother, Joan Collins, decides to make a man out of him. Yeah. You know, you don't get yes. those movies today. But yeah, that's another one you watched. I watched on uh, Cinemax or HBO after the mom and dad went to bed. Yep. Yeah, good movie. It's a good movie. Yep. I mean, not a great well, movie. It, no, but it's what it is. You know, it it's, is what it's it one is. Of those sex, you know, it's like it's like your Porkies or any of those other movies. But eighty two kind of, had a lot of these B B movie yeah. like horror. How about this one? Did you mention this one? Deadly Eyes: The Contaminated Grain Breeds Overgrown Killer Rats. I mean, that's what that's I, no, I didn't. I should have mentioned there. that with the. Uh, um, yeah, I should have mentioned that when we were talking about the dog movies, right? Yeah, we should have mentioned that because we had yeah. you had all those horror dogs and and then the deadly yeah. rats. I mean, right. giant killer rats. That's a D and D. That's a D and D movie right there. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, set in New York. Yeah, D- Demi Moore was in a movie, nineteen eighty two, actually a, a a horror movie called Parasite, which is a Charles Band movie. Which you know, it's not going to be a very good movie, right? That's right. <laughs> But but Demi Moore was in Parasite, which basically her boyfriend has this parasite in his stomach, and they're trying to figure out, they're trying to avoid all these people are chasing them while they're trying to sort it out. Yeah, it's and there's another kind of horror. It's more a thriller. Visiting yeah. hours with the yeah. deranged misog- misogynistic killer. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. there's lots of them in the world for real. So uh, right. it's more a thriller though. It's not really horror, yeah. but you know, it's got a lot of jump scares and stuff in it. Yeah. So so I think we've given viewers a couple things to go look for. In fact, the show notes may not have links to all these movies in it, folks. You might have to take your own notes while you're you might have to re-listen to the episode and take notes. I don't know. 
we'll, we'll see how ambitious I am. Yeah, I could help if you need me. Uh, by the way, this uh, I, uh, visiting hours. I do remember seeing this movie on cable with uh, Michael Ironsides in it. This is not a bad movie, actually. No, and and you know, he Michael Ironsides is one of those actors that you're always happy to see, right? Yeah, he's, he's a he's a fun actor. He's good. He brings a lot to, to the roles. You, oh, I know what I didn't mention. I'm sorry. Well, go well ahead. about Michael Ironsides, yeah, when yeah. you're flipping through bored on a on a Saturday afternoon, mm-hmm. and you're flipping through some old movies. And you're you're flipping off them because you know they suck. But if you see Michael Ironside, you stay on it. You know your thumb goes to free. Right. You freeze your thumb and you stay on the Michael Ironside's movie. That that's right. And I mean, even if you're watching something that's a train wreck like Highlander Two, seeing right. Michael Ironside in there, you, you know, with his long hair, yeah. <laughs> hair in that movie and all, yeah, you, you know, it it keeps you in there, right? Because he's, he's just having fun. He's a quality <laughs> B actor, you know. Yeah. He, he could be the best of the B actors from that era, honestly. He's up there. He, he really is. He's, yeah. Yeah. Mike Ironside is great. B- big fan of Mike Ironside. So here's a movie I meant to mention while I, I talk about New York horror movies that I, I missed. I don't know how I missed it. Frank Henloffer's Basket Case. So Basket Case, like a couple of Frank Henloffer's movies, the crew walked off the set a couple times on this <laughs> and some of his other movies because you know, they, they just didn't want to be part of it. I, I won't describe the scene where they walked off but 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 basket case the reason basket case and these other movies especially basket case is great is it was filmed in the same guerrilla style you see a lot of the movies that era so you see new york the way new york was in this is the pre-giuliani yeah heavy you know crime and prostitutes and sex shops up and down 42nd street and and basket case is filmed there so you see all this which is great and it's a horror movie basically a I, I won't give it away, but Basket Case is worth seeing. Basket Case is a pretty crazy movie. I um, think everyone alive today yeah. who wasn't alive then, and especially anyone born after two, not you know, two thousand one, mm-hmm. should watch old movies of New York, see right. how gritty it was, and also you see the the towers, which is always yeah. nice. Right. Yeah, definitely. But so a couple we've mentioned here today, like Basket Case Q, of course, the film Girl Style New York a little bit, and the New York Ripper. Also, you you get to see New York. The way it was you know that's especially right. with um new york ripper and basket case you're in those areas and that's that's the era of new york when your your parents brought you up there to visit and you would run from the car to whatever you're doing because it just that's wasn't right. that safe right no it, it really wasn't i mean people don't remember or a lot of people these days don't realize you know when you watch those movies that it was like that. So here's ways. one I, I want to ask you about, because I don't yeah. remember. I had this starred because I don't ever remember seeing this movie in 1982 mm-hmm. or contemporaneously or ever. I don't think I've ever seen this movie, but it's martial arts ish. Dragon Lord with Jackie Chan, 1982, the adventures of a restless martial arts student called Dragon, who, while constantly pursuing a girl, gets involved in the affairs of a gang of thieves. I mean, this sounds fantastic. It, and I it don't does. Think I've never seen this movie. Yeah, I don't think I have either. And it, it does sound fantastic. I, I noticed that. I didn't mention it because I haven't seen it. But yeah, I oh, I do have two more I do want to mention. But yeah, yeah. But no. So, so I wanted to ask you, but you hadn't seen that movie either. I, I, I have not. Am. No. Yeah. So I, well, I, I well will we know what out. our homework is now. We're gonna have to watch Definitely. it. Definitely. Um, talking about sequels that now we're on the trail and these aren't very good. But as a kid, I enjoyed them because they were silly. The Trail of the Pink Panther, the Peter Sellers Pink Panther movies. Yeah, yeah. As a kid, they were fun, right? They were great. I love those movies. Watched those with my the whole family. We watched that second one. My whole family watched it on TV together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they they were 
like, like I say, they went downhill pretty quickly, but the oh, but Peter Sellers is you know oh he's great yeah he's like you know you're gonna watch it Peter Sellers is in it I'm gonna watch it yeah and and, and I'm going to hijack the podcast a little bit to with this next one but in 1982 Hey Good Looking came out and this is a an animated movie by Ralph Baskey and I, I don't know if you're familiar with Ralph Baskey he's the guy that did Wizards the cartoon Wizards he did the animated Lord of the Rings not the Hobbit or yeah the, the king but right. that middle one right right and and so this is an anime movie it's a all of his what well, he did fritz the cat he you know adult animated stuff is what he does and, but he tries to bring so, social things into his movies and hey good looking was supposed to be a live action and card animated mix which he didn't end up getting to do until cool world but the reason it got it, it didn't turn out what he wanted and it kept getting delayed was because in 75, he came out with a movie called Coonskin, which has been re-released under different names, but it was made as a attack on, on racism and the establishment and all that. But people didn't understand what they were watching. They couldn't understand satire. So because of that, he kind of got blackballed and, and it delayed the release of Hey Good Looking. Yeah. I, I, I just wanted to bring that up just to, to get people aware of Ralph Bakshi. And you, you need to go check his stuff out. He is still out there, actually. He's still alive. But he was, you know, making cartoons and stuff, trying to bring social issues to the front back before a lot of people were even thinking about that stuff. And he's not as well known as he should be. But like and even his movies that aren't into that stuff, like Wizards or The Lord of the Rings or, or Fire and Ice is another one he did that actually fits on the fantasy genre, not nineteen eighty two, right. But Fire and Ice is obviously fantasy right yeah absolutely yeah and you know we mentioned mark singer so let's give yeah. a shout out he was in the second movie that year in a good one if you mm -hmm. could see what i hear about uh oh yeah a blind about blind man uh and and he goes on a road trip it's a really nice movie just a nice movie it's not That's in right. our genre at all mm -hmm. but if you just want a nice little kind of love story kind of thing about a blind guy go see it right and i and i guess well we we can maybe so two others we haven't mentioned that are kind of the thriller area here. We've got Death Wish 2. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, good movie. Good yeah. movie. And then we have Class of 1984. Do you remember this? Class I do of remember that. Yeah, yeah, it's on my list. Yeah. Yeah, which is actually an interesting movie. It's, um, yeah, it, it's got Alice Cooper music in there, but it, it's actually a serious, hard-hitting movie, I, again. Um, yeah, talking about violence in the schools and violence in the school exactly yeah. yep it's a good yeah. movie though it is a good movie another yeah. thing that uh more modern audiences might not realize was a thing actually mm -hmm. right <laughs> it's so, still a thing in places oh definitely yeah yeah it's still so so i guess at this point let's leave our listeners with a question well before you say the oh, question Go ahead. Uh, we we talked about it in prep. Uh, you know, uh, they might be wondering why did we pick eighty two. Mm -hmm. They're like, wow, is this because they were little kids then, and that's that's what they like? But no, no, this is in the scientific literature. Uh, Den of Geeks has an article about debating whether uh, the title of the article is was nineteen eighty two the best ever year for fantasy and sci fi movies, uh, and then um, there's an article by Digital Trends. Darkness and Dystopia, the sci-fi movie summer of 1982. And uh, I mean, look, we've mentioned these movies, but here's the list. The summer movies mm -hmm. of 1982, Mad Max 2, Star Trek 2, E.T. and The Thing all came out within 30 days of each other. 
I mean, that's uh, uh, oh, then the Blade Runner, then Tron within mm-hmm. six weeks. That's six weeks. Those movies came out. And then there's one more article I found. Well, there's a couple other articles on it. So go ahead, Jason. Uh, no, no, that's fine. So, so, so the, the question is, I vaguely remember it now. That was a long time ago. We talked about it before we started recording. But the, the idea here is if 1982 isn't the greatest year in, in cinema, what is for and, sci-fi for sci-fi fantasy yeah right for sci-fi fantasy and you you know because the question is do you base it on a single movie or do you base it on the the sheer amount of good mo- movies and decent movies out that year right so right is it the quality or is it right. the quantity mm-hmm. i'd argue i think you and i agree 82 had both quantity i think it, it had the quantity for sure but there is an, there's enough quality there that we I think we're leaning towards it is one of the greatest years for fantasy sci-fi, if not the best. I, I'd be willing to say it's the best. Yeah, I, I hesitate to pick favorites like this is my number one favorite thing, those kind of things. Yes, but, I do, too. But that said, yeah, 82 has got a lot going for it. And just look at fantasy sci-fi you know, with, with Conan the Barbarian and Beastmaster alone. Not even counting the other things, right? Well, Those then you add two. on the Blade Runner, uh, right. Road War. It's a, it's tough to be. Let me just put it this way: I'm an open-minded person, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners are going to have different views. And I think some probably will give a nod to '82. Mm-hmm. I, I probably could be convinced there's other years to look at that might. And I'm with you. I don't like to declare best, but I certainly '82 is tough to beat. I will say that it's like I'm not saying it can't be beat. But it's tough to beat because it had both the quality and and the quantity. Right. And yep. even some of those B ones we mentioned, they're good fun. They are good fun. And other B there are a lot of B movies that aren't even fun to watch. They're just terrible. Right. No, I agree. So, folks, what's your favorite year of movies? Call in and tell us and and defend it. Get, give us some examples. I, anything you want to plug before we close the show? Well, I would ask people to come over and listen to the worlds of M.W. Lewis. I'm going to be doing a really fantastic interview later this week. So what a week for me. I mean, this is like a dream come true. I'm on uh, Nerds RPG Variety Cast on Sunday. And then Tuesday night, I have a really uh, an interview with somebody who's world famous in in the in the RPG world. Uh, more specifically, the AD and D1E world. So uh, I'm just this, this. I'm living the dream right now in August of 2022. So it's as if I've been transported back to 1982, and I'm going to the movies to see all these great movies. <laughs> uh, wonderful. Yeah, I, I can't wait to hear that interview. I'm really because I don't know who it is. You don't I, know. I'm not no, telling you either. No, yeah. that's fine. You'll spill you know, the, the beans. I know it. Yeah. No, I no, that's fine. I'm, I I can't wait to 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 hear that interview. Whoever it is. Uh, this interview, like I say, will come out on, or this show, this discussion will come out on the 27th on Saturday. Okay, the, great. The, great. The, the, one, the only thing I think I'm, I want to plug, other than obviously telling people to go listen to the World's MW Lewis podcast, is check out Grog Talk. And if you're at all can do it in the last weekend of September, first week in October this year, yeah. down in Florida is GrogCon, old school convention. But it's not just, there's ADD 1E, but there's also paranoia there's other games from that time down there come down there and come to a, a good old-fashioned D convention or rpg convention where you have a good tournament you have tournaments you have 
you know, these things that you don't have anymore. Do you, do, you, do they, do they still do terminants in like fifth edition? We're, nah. we're, no, I you, don't think so. No, you need to come to come down and, and experience how can you do a place. tournament in a game where nobody can die? Well, well, there you go. See now, now you now you're wearing a cause. Now we'll get caught. Now you've opened you've opened a can of worms there. But I'm anticipating a call from John Lennon. But Jason, yeah. hey, um, we're you're going to be there, right? Yes, yep. and I will be too. Yep, I'm going yeah, to lock down the boat too. I got to make sure I lock down the boat and make sure Keystake is on on. I'll give him a gun. Actually, he's out there with a dagger. But you know, it is it's mm -hmm. the 21st century. I should upgrade him to a you know, a powder muzzle, whatever. Yeah, give him a blunderbuss. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Give him that. <laughs> there we go. Okay, well, thank you so much for joining me. I really had a great time recording this. Oh, it was awesome, Jason, and uh, thanks a lot. And, uh, you know, invite me back. I'll, I'll talk about other things. Yeah, you're, you're, you're welcome back on the show anytime. All right. So, okay, take care. Okay, folks, that's the interview. I hope you enjoyed it. Before I sign off, I have to say I can't believe we recorded that and neither one of us mentioned Pink Floyd's The Wall. The Wall is also 1982. still stands up. If you haven't seen that, shame on you. Go watch The Wall. You know, the film they made to accompany their double album at the time. If you see nothing else from 1982 see pieces. But after you see pieces, then, you know, watch the wall. Okay, that's all I have for you today. Definitely call in, give us your opinion on favorite movie years, anything we said today, our opinions. Love to hear your feedback. You can, at as a time recording, you can leave a message using the Anchor app. You can go to the podcast website and leave a message there. You can send an email to nerdsrpgvarietycast at gmail.com and leave a message there either by just sending an email or you can attach an audio file to the email and I'll play it on there and make you famous. You can also reach out to me on Discord. I'm on a number of different Discord servers and you can attach an audio file there if you want to send me an audio file that way. Or again, I can just read your Discord message. Thank you so much for taking the time to tune in. I want to thank MW again for taking the time to join me. I want to thank Ray Otis for the Coffee Cup Clip Art. T.J. Drennan for the wonderful music. And I'll just close out by saying, be excellent to one another. Joke about your spouse, but the operator's screaming it's coming from inside the house. What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box? Well, the audience is pretty sure he took a pretty head, and the only question left is if I could shoot him dead. Bring on the gold, bring on the gold. Is a dustman and your moil is by a tipper And I'm assuming that your partner back there in the wood chipper Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Don't look away Well the zombies are arising and the world has gone to hell We're living for the dying and we're dying for the train wreck